1: To the Andrea K Show.
0: She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. What's going on everyone? This is DJ Sesame B, otherwise known as Riley. If you were listening to the first hour, then you know that AK is Taking taking the second hour off, and I will be filling in. I'll be stepping into her shoes. I can't fill those shoes. I mean, she's she's a real pro, but I will say there's a lot going on. There is a lot to discuss. There's so many different breaking news stories. We got stuff with Fannie Willis trending. We got stuff with James O'Keefe. We got stuff going off all over Twitter about the um, House Committee and what they're doing. The House Committee, I should say, on Homeland Security. Which has officially voted to advance articles of impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, what that process looks like, what's going on, and of course what it means for this country. And really, you know, I guess there's the why question, there is there is the how question, and then of course the most important question is what do we do after the fact? This is and this is a critical thing for Republicans to think about. We we can't just Talk about impeaching Mayorkas. We have to talk about what happens after we impeach him, assuming that that gets passed in the Senate. And I'm not holding my breath. I mean, I do not think the Senate is going to go for the. Uh, I mean, there's no way two thirds of people. Reach out to Andrea, andrea@kshow.com, andrea@kshow.com. Do you think that there's a realistic chance that the DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas could actually be removed from office? I mean, clearly he's done a terrible job since he's been in power i i just i don't know i don't have a whole lot of faith in the senate considering it's a very close party line split right now so i don't know what's going to happen but we're going to be talking about some some interesting stories that are going on at the border by the way some local stuff that's going on just here in san diego if you can believe it or not i mean the and we'll talk about this first just to set the stage because people need to understand this illegal immigration situation, the, the 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 border crisis, call it whatever you want, a, a nightmare, a crisis. This is a major problem, and it's it's we we are being overwhelmed, bombarded. According to RNC research, three hundred and two thousand illegal immigrants were encountered at the southern border in just December of twenty twenty three. That's just one month that's the highest monthly total ever recorded, so this is a disaster of epic and uh, and uh historic proportions, I should say, and it's becoming local it's very local I- I'm seeing footage right now actually um where can I find this on x this is This is just wild. I'm not sure if you guys know about Bill. Is it Meligan? I I don't even know really how you pronounce his name. I really just need to find this because this guy, Bill, is reporting some of the best stuff when it comes to the border. It's really ridiculous. I know he's a national correspondent for Fox News, and he's based in Los Angeles. He shows he's just got this newest footage up uh, courtesy of a resident here in San Diego um, that was provided to, to Fox. This is some video you can see. Of uh, this is at Marine Street Beach in La Jolla. This is just yesterday. It shows a boat full of people that are suspected to be illegal immigrants coming in from the ocean, landing on the shore, and then once they once the boat actually sort of it doesn't dock obviously, but it sort of runs up onto the sand a little bit, the wet part of the sand. The the uh, people in it climb to the front and they hop out of the boat. You see them run off. They scatter into this residential area, uh, which is beautiful, by the way. I mean, La Jolla is just beautiful. Um, And it's unclear if they were ever caught. It's unclear where they were coming from. It's unclear who they are. It looks like it's all men, military-aged. Typical, right? Um, Apparently, this local resident told uh, Bill or Melugin, quote, I was taking photos of the waves on my GoPro in the water when all of a sudden I saw a boat flooring it right at me and toward the beach. I moved slightly south and began recording. The boat then beached itself and eight or so people ran off of the boat. At that point I was a bit worried they may be armed and kept a distance continued to record. That's crazy. I mean this this is this is truly wild. I mean and we just heard last hour by the way cuz Obviously, I mean, you think, well, we have millions of people, at least 8.5 million illegal immigrants have come into the country since Biden's been in office. Some people say it could be closer to 10 million. Some people say it could be closer to 12 or 15 million. There's a lot of speculation because for obvious reasons, the U.S. government is not doing a lot of bookkeeping when it comes to this invasion or ongoing situation, which really does feel like an invasion. Not a medieval times invasion. We don't see guys riding up on horseback with swords in hand, but we get the drift. I mean, 10 million people unlawfully coming into the country, in some sense, philosophically storming the border through legal ports of entry and in between them. Um, And they're doing so in in record numbers, and we just do not have the resources. I mean, guys, (laughs) we just heard last hour from the mayor of Denver who says they have 5,000 people in the city right now. They don't know what to do with them. The, all the hotels are full, all of them. Um, at least I'm pretty sure he said all of them. And at some point, they're going to have to start telling people you have to move on after a certain amount of time. And it's, it, I mean, what else do we expect? Guys, we do we do not have the resources, the capability, and the number just keeps growing. And by the way, Texas continues to amaze me. I have so much respect and, admi- and admiration for Governor Greg Abbott. I do wonder why it took him so long to really get serious about illegal immigration and and I'm still trying to figure it out like is, is he I don't know this is something email dot Andrea Kasho, Andrea com. I want to know what you guys think I want to do you think that Greg Abbott is finally taking this seriously has there been a change of heart and a subsequent change of mind? I mean, he is changing his tune. He's finally going toe to toe with the Biden administration, doubling down on the razor wire, particularly at Shelby Park and Eagle in Eagle Pass, um, by kicking border patrol agents out of it and saying we're going to put up more razor wire. So it seems on the surface. Like maybe, just maybe, Governor Abbott is finally taking the border issue as seriously as it should be taken, at least in my view. But I want to know what you think. So please reach out to Andrea. We can talk about it tomorrow night. I'm very curious. Just so you folks know, uh, Texas is continuing to transport migrants to sanctuary cities, which literally ask for this, right? Let's let's remember, sanctuary cities that are being overwhelmed right now, L.A., Chicago, New York, you asked for this. You wanted this. You you said that this is your ideal situation, being a sanctuary for all people from all places all around the world, except you really don't want to live up to that promise. It's It's a nice idea in theory. It makes you sound inclusive and warm and inviting, but in reality it's unrealistic and it's cold and it opens the doors to all sorts of criminals or human traffickers or people who smuggle illegal immigrants or illegal immigrants or migrants, I should say, just start making the dangerous trip on their own in hopes of coming into this country. And then what happens? Many of them get a stipend financially. We, we find out today that there are people in Atlanta and the airport being hidden down below underground. I mean, this is getting crazy. We're housing illegal immigrants even here in San Diego, reportedly in the airport parts of liberty station i don't know what's going on we're getting busloads and busloads of people dropped off all over the county particularly the southeast parts and this guy bill Malugin, from his direct reporting he's got camera guys down there and they're they're gathering footage and they're seeing trucks vans come through many many times several times a day multiple times um Every single day of the week, just dropping off people that just scatter into the country. And this is happening in every single day all year long. And this has been happening. And remember, when Biden first came into office, he, dec- he said the border is not an emergency. He said illegal immigration is not an emergency. And he opened the doors to this problem. and And so Texas is responding by giving these sanctuary cities a taste of their own medicine. And also because we have to send them somewhere. I mean, small towns in Texas can't, over, can't handle millions and millions of people. You would think big cities with more resources would be better equipped to solve this problem. So Gov- Governor Abbott logically has sent over 12,500 people, uh, migrants to Washington, D.C., over 37,000 to New York City, over 31,000 to Chicago, over 3,000 to Philadelphia, over 1,500 to Los Angeles, and over 16,000 to denver isn't that crazy but here's the thing here's the strategy because i think this is very smart if we keep if we keep it up if we keep making certain progressive democrat-led cities finally feel the consequences of policies that they champion then maybe they will realize that you cannot have a country without borders you just can't um and everyone knows that, including many people who were coming here. This this independent reporter, um, there, there are independent reporters who even just yesterday, there's footage online right now. Um, one independent journalist, Anthony Aguero, captured some footage. He was speaking with um, various uh, migrants coming here illegally from Brazil, China, Georgia and Russia. And they were walking on their this in this tape here, walking on a dirt road to California. And they know once they get to California. The formerly golden state, the once golden state, which I love, by the way, it it pains me to see what's going on in California. I'm from here. I've lived here my whole life. I was born here. I I love this place and it's physically painful to see what's going on and to see that people can waltz into the state unlawfully and start getting free food, free clothing, free health care. While those of us who are born here, who are naturalized citizens, who are working multiple jobs just to get just to get by are unable to get those same benefits. Where Where is the sympathy for the American people? There's all this sympathy for people who are, for non-citizens, who are coming from, coming here from, again, Brazil, China, Russia. But there's little to no sympathy for the actual people of California. The only time we can get people to clean up this state, by the way, is when Xi Jinping comes to town. Anyway, once illegal immigrants get here, they know they'll be given stuff for free, including even sex changes and I suspect maybe even abortions if necessary so Gavin Newsom my friend you are ruining the state of California in short order but it's okay look I I could talk about this all day long truly I could but we have other things to discuss so you know what let's just take a little bit of a break here I'm gonna cool down I'm going to recoup, but I want you to stay tuned. Again, this is Riley Lewis filling in for Andrea K here on the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego, AM 1170, FM 96.1. You're not going to want to miss any of this. But if you do, if you missed the last hour or if you miss any part of the show, any night of the week, make sure that you download the podcast. This is important information. We've got a country to save, as Larry Elder, the great Eldersky, would say. So please Make sure that you you stay up to date with the show. If you miss anything, download the podcast and please stay tuned because we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back.
1: Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back, welcome back. This is Riley Lewis filling in for Andrea K. on the Andrea K. Show here on the Answer San Diego AM 1170. Listen, I I think it's important. I do just want to end before we pivot. We are going to pivot, but I, I do want to talk about. This hearing and what's going on with with uh, the House Republicans and this impeachment of of Orcas. I think the proceedings are just important because we really do need people to understand this is this is a man made crisis in large part, a lot of reckless policymaking and a refusal, at least from what it's what it seems like to me, is a refusal to enforce federal immigration law, and that is criminal. Actually, I don't know if we could get Mayorkas for crimes, but in my mind, philosophically speaking, it feels criminal. It feels like, it seems like treason. That's what I think about it. And I just, I do not have much respect, if any at all, for Alejandro Mayorkas because he routinely lies to the American people. He misleads people. He deceives people. He refuses to look at the data and admit that we've got a problem. I'm not saying that because we have a problem, he's inherently a bad person. It's not like he's solely to blame. Well, maybe now he is, but I I do think, and you know what? No, he's not. He's not. Look, Democrats and Republicans have been kicking the can on this issue for decades. So fair enough. There's a lot of context going on here. And really, Trump is the only president in my lifetime. That has ever made illegal immigration a top issue for the American people and run on a campaign of securing the border. I've never seen anybody else run on that at the presidential level. And now lots of people talk about it. Thankfully, Trump normalized a lot. of He, he opened the gates to this one. He really unlocked this issue for Republicans. He gave conservatives space to start reclaiming, reclaiming the narrative. I should say, when it comes to illegal immigration, which is not a victimless crime. People want you to think it's a victimless crime. You know, progressives will say, who cares? Just just let people come into the country. It's, what's the big deal? It is a big deal for a whole lot of reasons. The political angle, the economic angle, the cultural aspects, social cohesion, national security, It's, it's a big deal. But anyway, House Republicans are finally going through with not... This isn't the first impeachment. This is the second impeachment inquiry into Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Chuck Schumer. um, <laughs> Chuck Schumer has weighed in in his infinite wisdom. He had some uh, colorful words, I should say, for Republicans on this issue. And obviously, we should take it with a cubic meter of salt. Um, I don't trust Chuck, Sch- Chuck Schumer at all, frankly. But I do think... That you should hear this because this is what we're up against we're trying to root corruption out of the government we want our law enforcement executive branch agencies to actually enforce immigration law they refuse so individual states do it those individual states get punished and then people like chuck schumer come along and they pour gasoline on the fire so just just take a listen to this and 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 Again, if you have thoughts about this, we'll talk about it tomorrow night. Reach out to Andrea at theandreacasho.com, I uh, We, we want to know, what do you think? And on that note, let's, let's just play this, and we'll talk about it.
1: On the Mayorkas impeachment effort in the House. Last night, while most Americans were fast asleep, a House committee voted to advance the absurd effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The Republican House majority is moving forward with the sham impeachment effort, despite producing no evidence that Secretary Mayorkas has committed any crime. House Republicans have not shown that he has violated the Constitution. House Republicans have failed to present any evidence of anything resembling an impeachable offense. Instead, what House Republicans are doing by advancing the sham impeachment effort is denigrating our Constitution all for the sake of appeasing one person and one person only, Donald Trump. And let this be clear. This unserious spectacle by House Republicans does nothing, nothing to secure our border. While senators on both sides of the aisle are actually negotiating in good faith on border security, House Republicans keep exploiting the border only for political gain.
0: (laughs) All right. Obviously, there's a few points here. I mean, I I have to say, I have to give the guy credit, Chuck Schumer. And I do, I do want to say, just preface this: I I do not respect Chuck Schumer. But what I will say is, he is a pro at pro establishment propaganda. He is a politician's politician through and through. Just truly, truly impressive. Uh, just the spin. It's like we're in the spin, spin zone, you know what I mean? It just the incredible propaganda. Republicans haven't pointed to one single point of evidence. Look, he swears an oath to uphold the law, including federal immigration law, and he has not been doing that. He's also been saying the border is secure when we know for a fact that it's not. He's also been creating roadblocks to actually taking meaningful steps to securing the border. And now I will agree with Chuck Schumer on this one point. I don't think that this impeachment proceeding is actually going to do anything to secure the border. Republicans are still kicking the can on the issue. That's a fact. It's sad. I wish they would. I wish they would take it more seriously, meaning we need to get resources. Let's start getting more border patrol. ICE agents, law enforcement at the local, federal, state level. We need a physical barrier at the border. We need to shore up all the ports of entry. We need to start changing the asylum process and the refugee application process. We do need to talk about this as well because if you can get to a point of entry and declare that you need asylum, then basically you have a hall pass to come into the country and get a court date three to five years later. It's it's crazy. We are under no obligation as Americans to make sure that we open the doors to people who just want to come here because we have no obligation politically, ethically, morally to just roll over on the point of illegal immigration. we do not, and that that is, that is something we need to make perfectly clear, and that is a big philosophical difference between the left and the right. We have no obligation to to non citizens from other countries who come here unlawfully without the permission and approval of the American people that is a fact and that doesn't mean that I'm anti-immigrant not at all I am totally pro and in favor of legal immigration which has many beautiful perks and benefits and is a cornerstone of American society my ancestors immigrated to this country legally in the appropriate and proper way through the proper channels we have this is a country of laws of law and order not lawlessness and anarchy So we need to make that perfectly clear. I don't know if Chuck Schumer understands that, but that's what it means to uphold, not denigrate, but uphold our Constitution, to actually enforce the laws that are in it. That is what is not up for debate. Mayorkas has not been enforcing the law. I'm not saying it's a criminal offense, but impeachment is a political standard, not a legal one. We can impeach someone even if a crime has not been committed. So I don't know where Chuck Schumer is getting any of this information from. Maybe he's just a, a talking head or a puppet for, for you know Joe Biden's handlers. I don't know. But what I do know is that this country is being invaded, and the U.S. government, the federal government, has an obligation, according to the Constitution, to protect and defend us from invasion, from enemies foreign and domestic. They have an obligation and a duty to enforce the border, and they're not doing it. So, impeach my orcas. Don't impeach my orcas. We need to get serious about the border. That's just a fact. And look, we we are gonna move on. But I just really every single day there's new videos of San Diego, Southern California, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico. This this country is being flooded slowly but surely every single day. I mean, three hundred and two thousand people in December of twenty twenty three. Three, and that's just what we're counting. Maybe the number's higher. I don't know, but I, I do. I do want to know what you guys think. I mean, do you, do you see my point here? Because there is one point that Chuck Schumer does make: this this impeachment proceeding is not really taking us any closer necessarily to securing the border. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is an important process. Maybe this step has to happen for us to be able to put someone into place that should be there, someone who will actually start enforcing immigration law. I don't know if you have thoughts. You know where to email, you know who to contact. Um, and we are going to we are going to take a quick break. But I just I, I do think it's important to to make it perfectly clear to really illustrate this for people. The Biden administration has been deprioritizing the American people since day one. When Joe Biden came into office, he said the border is not an issue. We do not need to enforce or fortify our our borders. Uh, it, it is not an emergency situation. Everything's fine in both parties for generations throughout multiple presidential administrations, have been kicking the can on this issue because they don't want to touch it. Republicans, conservatives, liberals, progressives, nobody in Washington seems to have the the gall or, or the, the character or the personal constitution to actually enforce our constitution and the laws that are in it. It's it's sad, but you know what? It's okay. I'm not going to dwell on it. We are going to talk about lots of other breaking stories. You're going to have to stay tuned to figure out what's going on. I'm not going to give out any, any hints or teasers. So please make sure that you stay tuned, get a snack, take a quick break. We will be right back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show here on The Answer San Diego. This is Riley Lewis filling in for the great and powerful Andrea K. We will be right back.
1: Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea Kay Show on the Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back. All right, so we have some other interesting stories to talk about. Things that are really just, honestly, hilarious, bamboozling, baffling, astounding. I, I just don't even know what to think anymore. I don't recognize this country. I, I don't. I will say this though. Here's the headline. Here's the overarching theme, the the through line for the entire narrative of this hour. When you elect clowns, you should expect a circus. I mean, it's almost like it's to make it even maybe a little more uh, well-rounded. Obviously, this is a constitutional republic, democracy, whatever. And a democracy is a very, very fragile thing. Like a garden, you have to tend to it and you have to be very careful and precise, and you really have to tend to it frequently and regularly. And right now, it's like w- there is no gardener. There's there's nobody home. We have we are uh, sheep without a sh- without a shepherd. Right. That that's the thing. I mean, obviously, <laughs> God is my shepherd. But you know what I'm saying? We we do not have a captain right now running this ship, and it's it's unfortunate because chaos is breaking loose, including this new story about Fannie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney who who seems to have a personal vendetta against President Trump and also a bit of a problem with uh, corruption, if you could call it. Uh, she's being investigated now because the Georgia State Senate approved the creation of a formal committee with subpoena power to start investigating her over a few different allegations of misconduct. And this is all going on, of course, during the middle of a bogus attempt to keep Trump out of politics and to punish him for going up against the deep state. And here we have it from the Daily Wire, quote, report unveils. This is the headline today in the Daily Wire. Report unveils audio of staffer warning Georgia prosecutor of federal money being misspent ahead of being fired. Or I'm sorry, ahead of firing. So in some audio that's been recently published, an employee, uh, apparently a former employee, I guess, warned. The Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis, way, way back in November of 2021 about what seemed to be a potential misuse of federal grant funds just weeks before that worker was then fired. The, the staffer, Amanda, she can be heard uh, in this clip, which is circulating online about uh, in a I think the conversation's just a few minutes, but or it's a clip. It's a snippet. It's a two-minute-long snippet of a much bigger conversation that was uh, brought to light by the Washington Free Beacon earlier today. Uh, And I guess Amanda in this clip is uh, telling—well, I mean, I I listened to it. It's interesting. You should listen to it online, actually, if if you can find it. It's the Washington Free Beacon that put this out. The staffer says um, that she's—well, she's she's telling Willis about— About, I guess, a misuse of funds, suggesting that um, about maybe half a million dollars or so was being misused. I guess she, uh, Timpson, suggested that certain projects were questionable, and she was wondering about the allocation of certain funds. Uh, Apparently, this money was supposed to be used to create a gang prevention initiative, and I don't think that center has actually been built And apparently, Fannie Willis did not like being called into question. Willis told Amanda that she respected her assessment, noting that she was not saying it's wrong. However, the prosecutor also said that she felt sorry, that that's how she felt. Uh, The story is – the wording is confusing, but the point is this staffer of Willis comes to Fannie and says – It seems like the money that was supposed to go to this gang prevention initiative, these federal grant funds, which have a very specific use case, are actually being used uh, theoretically for, you know, clothing and fancy cars and fancy hotel rooms and vacations for Willis and her personal contacts and other employees. Um, And a few weeks later, this staffer gets fired um, somewhere in late 2021. Is it really surprising i mean fanny willis clearly is capable of what seems to be election interference um it seems like that's what's going on with her personal vendetta against trump she's this feels like election interference she's trying to keep him out of office punishing him for even being in the public light punishing him for having the wrong quote unquote political opinions and of course for going up against the spooks in the intelligence community the democrat party the deep state the radical progressive caucus the squad if you will, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, blah, blah, blah. So Willis clearly is capable of trumping up charges against Trump. She's clearly very biased, and she's going after him right before the next election. So it feels like election interference. So if she's capable of all that, it's not really a a big jump to think that she also might be capable of leading some racketeering or some financial fraud, um, not racketeering, I'm sorry, some financial fraud or corruption and, and of course, firing one of her own staffers for bringing it to light. It it truly is. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's shocking and also not shocking at the same time that Fannie Willis would fire an employee who basically just blew the whistle on her, right? Whistleblowers always get punished, but... I mean, this is just the most egregious case of it where progressives will talk about integrity and democratic norms and rooting out corruption and they'll accuse Trump and MAGA Republicans of being really corrupt and giving money to their to their buddies and stuff when in office. But you look at Democrats that are under investigation, Cori Bush, Fannie Willis, at, at, at one point AOC, it actually seems like. Many radical progressives are the ones that have a corruption issue in big time. And it's not just in politics. Look at the people that are running Black Lives Matter that embezzle millions, tens of millions of dollars in donation and then spend it on their own lavish lifestyles. There is a pattern here. There is a theme. Now, Fannie, I'm not sure. Again, I, I should be careful, I guess. Reports are saying Fannie Willis may have fired the employee who warned her about mishandling federal federal funds. Fannie Willis hasn't denied any allegations, but I do want to say this is all alleged, I suppose. This also happened less than a year into her tenure as the district attorney of Fulton County, uh, where Atlanta is in Georgia. And I guess Amanda Timpson was an employee in her office and was responsible for giving nonviolent juvenile offenders alternatives to the court system. And again, during their conversation, Timson claimed to Willis that she had been demoted after attempting to stop Willis. Or stop a top campaign aide from misusing federal grant money that was meant for this youth gang prevention initiative. And according to Timson, this aide, Michael Cuffey, planned to use part of a $488,000 federal grant. So our money, taxpayer money, uh, earmarked for the creation of a center of youth empowerment and gang prevention to pay for computers, uh, travel for personal vacations, and also SWAG. We have a quote here. This is what Timson told Willis in a meeting back in November of 2021. Quote, he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible, and I kept telling him we can't do that. She, she went on to say, he told everybody, we're going to get MacBooks, we're going to get swag, we're going to use it for travel. And apparently Amanda, the staffer who was fired, said you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. And again, Willis said that she respected that assessment and never said that it was wrong. However, Simpson clearly uh, or Willis clearly said that she uh, disagreed, I guess. And less than two months later, Willis abruptly out of nowhere, seemingly out of left field, terminated this staffer, this whistleblower, and had her escorted out of the office by seven armed investigators at least that's what's being reported that's what's being alleged in the Washington Free Beacon based on a report filed by Amanda Timpson or you know her comments um and of course when Timpson Amanda this this uh whistleblower um filed a whistleblower complaint the following year that alleged wrongful termination Fannie Willis's office came back and issued a statement describing Amanda as quote a holdover from the prior administration who was fired because of her failure to meet the new standards of the new administration. Right, so fire the whistleblowers, the truth tellers, the people that actually care about the integrity of office. When did public servants get to be so corrupt like this? I mean, you would think a Fulton County, D- you, th- you would think a district attorney would have higher personal standards for their own conduct, their own behavior, their own mindset, u- using federal grant money, so taxpayer dollars. But this is just crazy. So I don't know when this kind of behavior started thinking, but somewhere along the way, our public servants decided they're not really interested in serving the public. They're more interested in personal enrichment and fevery and fraud, defrauding the American people, which is not a victimless crime. I actually don't even know if it is technically criminal, and we'll see what happens. I mean, Fannie Willis is under investigation still. This Georgia, this new committee just got formed. That this The state legislation there had to create a whole new committee. Just to look into her. But she's being alleged for misconduct. And we haven't even talked about the whole fact that you know, she's alleged to have a romantic relationship with the special prosecutor she brought on in the Trump case, Nathan Wade. And she started accusing Nathan Wade's ex-wife of colluding with Trump for going after her. And there's a whole lot of other stuff going on here. So part of it's about this romantic relationship she may have had or may still maybe she still does have it with the special prosecutor she brought in on the Trump case. Part of it's also the fact that it seems like she's stifling dissent in her own office and may have wrongfully fired somebody simply because that person was starting to to wisen up to the unsavory and corrupt and possibly illicit activities that were going on. So I don't know. But what I do know is right now we're going to take a quick break. I can't believe it. We're flying through this hour. We've only got one segment left. So please stick around. Stay tuned. This is Riley Lewis filling in for Andrea K. on The Andrea K. Show. We will be right back after a quick break. So again, please stay tuned and join me for the last segment of this hour.
1: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego.
0: All right, so we just got a few minutes left here in the uh, bottom of the second hour here and I just I just have to say I really just I respect James O'Keefe so much Listening to him talk about his work and what it means to really be a journalist and reporter, especially in a time of propaganda and deception and information wars and culture wars. It's just so refreshing to have people out there who are willing to risk their own livelihoods or risk their own job security in order to get to the truth. That's really, it's really important. This whole country is based on a long list of truths that the founders knew to be self-evident and if we just throw truth out the window and give up on what is real and what really matters then we're not going to have a country truly it's it's like it's like the collective death of of our soul as americans we so much of what we're doing here is about getting to what is true it's based on what we know to be true we're all made in God's image, created free and equal as embodied souls. And everything that we're doing here on Earth is about that higher good and God's created order. And a lot of that is about getting to the truth and fighting against propaganda, deception, misinformation. And that's where investigative journalism really comes in and just blows my mind. So um, we have some breaking news. Charlie Krager. Who's a cybersecurity official at the White House is in hot water because James O'Keefe has a, a video of him, this new breaking story, um, in which uh, he's talking to him. And there's some pretty uh, concerning things here. But uh, O'Keefe, or this uh, cyber official, I should say, tells O'Keefe in disguise, they can't say it publicly, of course, but apparently the White House wants to replace Kamala Harris. And apparently this guy also confirms that the White House knows that Joe Biden is experiencing some significant mental decline. Cognitive decline is a very real thing. The aging process is a very real thing. And Biden is not aging well. He really isn't. The quote, apparently this guy said, Biden is definitely slowing down. He also said, I'm just telling you what I've heard. Quote, they're really concerned about it. I think they need to get rid of him or her. Then he also went on to say, but no one in modern history has ever said, like, we're not going to renominate the president for a second term. Now, this is, uh, again, coming to us from Charlie Krager, a cybersecurity policy analyst and foreign affairs desk officer in the executive office at the White House, who also told O'Keefe that he had a meeting with Big Mike. Apparently, uh, he asked if Michelle Obama would ever run for office, and she told him no. She said, quote, I've seen all this crap my husband has had to go through, and that does not interest me. But this is all coming, of course, as Kamala Harris's approval ratings are even lower than Joe Biden's. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I really I'm going on the record right now. I do not think that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden will be on the Democratic ticket for the presidency in November. I do not think that they are going to put Joe Biden and Kamala Harris back out there right now. Either Joe Biden will be replaced, or Kamala Harris will be replaced, or they will both be replaced. And a lot of people thought it would probably go to Gavin Newsom instead. Many people thought, if not Joe Biden, then then who better than the governor of the Golden State? But it turns out that Gavin Newsom is even less popular than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Turns out most people... Even people from California, most just about every Californian I know, does not like Gavin Newsom. I don't know anyone who's really enthusiastic about Mussolini. So it would not surprise me if they look to someone like Michelle Obama instead of Gavin Newsom for a whole lot of reasons. Newsom has a likability problem. He's got a bad track record in California. He's got a corruption problem. There's some talk about nepotism because his uncle was married or his aunt was married to Nancy Pelosi's brother, and that's how he got into politics. Blah blah blah. But here's the thing. We all know that Joe Biden is not fit for the presidency, and he wasn't fit in 2020. He was not fit for it back then, and his condition seems to be getting worse by the day. He is slowing down. It's very concerning. I feel bad for him. I want to know, do you guys feel bad for Joe Biden? I mean, I don't know if I should, because he seems to be pretty corrupt and inept, and he lies on a regular basis. But aside from being a you know a, a serial liar... I really do feel bad for Joe Biden because he's just embarrassing himself. He's embarrassing this country. He's embarrassing all Americans, truly. It's just sad. It is sad. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be Michelle Obama or if it's going to be, you know, someone else. I I really don't know who else they would run. I think that Trump, I think that Trump's going to get the nomination and he's going to win in a landslide. So honestly, it's a futile exercise for them. They're not going to win this election. I, d- I really do not think so. So those are my two predict- big predictions. Number one, Trump is going to win in a landslide. And number two, there's no way they can run Joe Biden. They just can't. Am I wrong? I want to know what you guys are thinking. I really do. Because I just, I, I just do not think. it. I mean, America has never been this weak. We've never been this frail. We've never been. The, this feels like controlled demolition. It really does. And for a long time, Republicans have been controlled opposition, but I have faith not really in the GOP, but in Trump and ultimately of course in God, but I have a lot of hope in Trump and I'm ultimately optimistic about the future because as things just get worse and worse and worse, it makes the argument to vote for Donald Trump that much stronger. So we'll see what happens, but I know this, there's no way on God's green earth. Can they run Joe Biden for a second term? So the question is, Who's going to be? Are they going to replace Joe? Are they going to replace Kamala? Are they going to replace them both? And with whom? All right, everyone, that hour flew by. Thank you so much for sticking around and joining me. Andrea K. will be back tomorrow night. We'll both be back at 6 p.m. Pacific for an excellent show. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for giving me your time. Again, this is Riley Lewis filling in for Andrea K. on the Andrea K. Show here on The Answer San Diego, AM 1170. FM 96.1. Thank you all again so much for your time. I hope that you have a great rest of your evening. Stay sharp, stay frosty, keep your head on a swivel, and we'll be back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific.